Okay, now three, two, one. Okay, so um, hi everyone. I'm Dakota, and I'm joined with Spiros, Greg, and Walter. You can find them all respectively on the internets and in the Cool Table Network, uh, where you can check out cool shows like Shattercast, Uncut, Plastic Fanatics, uh, Enter the Realm, The Realm of Collectors Hangouts, and uh, Stasis Lock. Wow, I can't believe I almost forgot the other one that I'm a part of. Uh, Beers and Bolters 40K, two weeks, uh, and so on and so forth. So, Greg, if there's anything else you'd like to add to that, where can people find you? Uh, Slumming for crack, usually. <laughs> Just where I found you. Uh, Spiros, what about you, man? Um, in the Facebook groups, and uh, you can find me on Twitter for uh, Cool Table Network show Toy Detox. Uh, at underscore toy detox and Walter uh, you can usually find me on Facebook or in the Facebook groups or on Twitter alright <clears throat> cool cool so this week we're going to be taking a look at uh, or I guess taking a look we'll be talking about I'm so used to doing things like video wise um, we'll be talking about uh, the, the kind of first Transformers ongoing and uh, we're going to lead that all the way through Last Day of the Wreckers and the death of Optimus Prime, just to leave everyone on a cliffhanger. So let's kind of start with uh, the, the ongoing. It takes place two years after the, the, the events of All Hail Megatron. Um, Prime is kind of like dealing with his inner demons. Uh, he, he feels like he owes the people of Earth something, all the while Skywatch is uh, hunting Decepticons, essentially. And... They're also hunting Autobots, I guess I should say. Like, there's no there's no real concrete, um, like, team effort thing going on here between humans and Autobots yet. Uh, which we don't, like, really see for a while. But, again, that's that's for definitely for another day. Um, but through, throughout all this, uh, Optimus Prime ends up turning himself in through, through, through a long series of events. He turns himself over to Skywatch, to, to the, the people... I guess that matter of Earth, and there's a power struggle um, within the Autobot ranks. There's, you know, Bumblebee is wanting to do one thing, Hot Rod's wanting to do another. Uh, all these, all these different kind of clashing uh, emotions. Uh, Ironhide dies, but I guess that doesn't matter. We'll get to that later. Um, protecting Hot Rod, and Bumblebee's super upset that people are undermining his orders. All the while making a deal with the Human Devils and getting these uh, kind of chips put on them, these inhibitor chips, I believe is what they were called, uh, which eventually, due to storytelling, uh, Wheeljack finds a way to deactivate them. But anyways, that's, that's basically a brief summary of like the first six issues in the, in the Bumblebee miniseries, about as best as I could give. Um, was there anything you guys wanted to particularly touch on? I know there's some kind of heartfelt things or some scratching head things and so on and so forth. Uh, I'll go first. Um, uh, it was kind of interesting that Swindle, the engineering aptitude to make combining technology work when he makes the Stunicons oh, uh, into Menasaur because he's never shown any aptitude to being able to reverse engineer uh you know, make 
any kind of technical acumen, so I was I found that kind of funny. Like he's some kind of savant. He's like a, he's like a drug dealer. He's like, no nah, man, see, I know where these batter dudes are. Like that's that's how we've only known Swindle. <laughs> and then then my boy Ultra Magnus shows up, being all badass and looking very tight, <laughs> pristine. Yeah, I, I liked um, one thing that particularly stuck out for me was. The whole thing with uh, with breakdown, um, whenever basically like Spike about to kill breakdown was a trap for Prowl, but I guess he didn't think that maybe Streetwise was there either. But it, but it, you know, because Prowl watched them kill Thrust, wasn't it? What watched them like watch some police officers like burn a building down with Thrust in it? I think that's what happened. Yep. Yeah, so it was kind of like it was kind of needling at him that you know these humans like he was working it, and we and we see it in the uh, the Prowl um, miniseries. Like he was like you know there's there's billions of of humans, but only you know ten thousand Cybertronians. Uh, one human life doesn't equal like it's it's not there isn't an equal there. So you know why should they uh, be able to take the life of a Cybertronian? And I think that's kind of something he was dealing with like as a internal. Um, thing, and and that kind of drove him to the point, and that's whenever Spike, uh, Spike got him. But I thought it was really funny as Spike took breakdown because he was a Lamborghini, and like I can't, I know like later on he drove him as his like everyday driver, but uh, I I just thought that was hilarious. Yeah, I found it. I found it funny that Spike, like you know, is getting tail, and then he comes out of the house and he hops right into breakdown. <laughs> exactly. Which I'm sure he has breakdown to thank for, you know, hooking him up with that. Oh yeah, I mean it was totally <laughs> free to like get you a government job, boys and girls. <laughs> you get to you get to drive around alien sports cars. But all while uh, this was going, I mean, like, obviously Prowl ended up uh, getting released. Like, they were able to work out some sort of deal. Uh, I don't know if I'm getting too far ahead of myself here, but I know at some point um, some, like, uh, clones, not really clones, but uh, the little Megatron guns. And, like, I think Soundwave was kind of distributing those. And I may be getting too far ahead of myself. But like Jazz and yeah, killing a person, like whenever they're trying to work in the human relations thing, killed the human. Yeah, that's um, that's right before uh, like chaos and everything like that. So oh, okay. yeah, um, probably okay. jumping a little bit far ahead. But um, anywho, right? I was well. I was gonna say I know while a lot of a lot of like the kind of ongoings of Earth was going on. Um, we we had this this awesome little story about uh, how Nick Roche hates Transformers uh, called Last Stand of the Wreckers, and, and I say that jokingly, of course. But um, while the Autobots were stuck in their little cave, uh, there was a, a problem on a prison world called Garrus Nine. Uh, Overlord, one of Megatron's uh, famed Phase Sixers. Uh, just showed up one day out of the blue and started tearing the shit out of everything. And I think, uh, let's see, Fort Max, like, called for help. 
uh, in which it, it didn't happen. But the whole reason, like, Overlord showed up there was because he was just randomly, I guess, uh, eradicating a planet, and he just decided... You know, this isn't this isn't good enough anymore. Megatron needs to notice me. I need him to notice me. Like I'm I'm tired of just being, you know, this. So that's whenever he decides to kind of go against the grain. He goes to Garrus Nine. He lets out all the inmates, uh, including Shockwave, and I think he watched. He made Grimlock watch as he like tortured a bunch of Autobots, um, and then finally let him loose. In which Grimlock just kind of turned tail and ran, and. That's whenever Prowl finally prioritized it that he needed to call in the Wreckers. Uh, and this is a totally new group, and I want to kind of talk about the hardcover edition of Last Stand of the Wreckers, because you do get a little more kind of meaty story, um, you know, like prequels and, and, and all of that stuff. Uh, they, they, they talked about uh, the green light that you see before you're about to die. And if I'm not mistaken, this was something that was uh, written by James Roberts, and this all came out around the time... Uh, more than meets the eye was starting to kind of catch its swing. If I if I'm remembering everything correctly, someone please correct me if I'm wrong. Um, no, it 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 came out prior to more than meets the eye. Because the the hardcover. It actually, well, oh, the hardcover. Um, yeah. No, no, I know. Yeah, I know Last Stand came out. You know, it came out a couple of years before More Than Meets the Eye, but I, I know the hardcover with the additional uh, fiction came out. I want to say oh. around twenty twenty twelve. I have it in my hands right here, so you folks talk amongst yourselves, and I'll give you an answer. <laughs> wow! Because that, uh, that's whenever we, we we learn about the uh, like the medical facility on Delphi, and uh, but regardless, it kind of it kind of shows in that hardcover collection of Last Stand, like how these new recruits were essentially recruited. Um, you know, you had. Rotor Storm, who we, we come to find out was a student of Whirl's, who Whirl, like, super abused, uh, was uh, recommended. Uh, Pyro, who was an Optimus Prime wannabe, uh, got his recommendation, like, just from various like points on the battlefield. And they always talk about, you know, you see this green ball of light just before you die, and you, you later come to find out that it's actually, whenever Springer's face pops up, Giving you know, essentially giving them the in, in, the invitation to uh, to be a wrecker, uh, like that's that's yeah, they, they're kind of drawing the correlation from. Yeah, they call it the the shimmer. The shimmer, yeah. But re- really, okay. So what's up? Oh my my uh, hardcover that I'm holding here. Uh, it says it's the third printing, and it says August 2014. So, and it's. It's like the hardcover with all the prose stories and like the concept art and even the script notes. Right. Huh. So so it was so it was way later then. I, I guess you know again that that does make sense. Because um, I know in the trade paperback printing they they uh, they included a couple of those little extras similar to how they did with sins, but the hardback is what had all of the 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 added backstory. And very very similar kind of tie-ins to to some places that were mentioned in like the you know the current ongoing more than meets the eye. But anyways, among these new recruits is uh 
like we said, Rudderstorm, Pyro, Guzzle, who uh, who harbor or who harbors some some kind of harsh feelings, and uh, Iron Fist. And am I missing? Oh, and am I missing anyone? Or was it just those four? Sorry, excuse me. It was. Uh, nope. Rotostorm, Pyro, Guzzle, and uh, Iron Fist. Iron Fist, which we we later find out that uh, Iron Fist was uh was added out of out of not not so much maybe well maybe he was kind of out of pity, like he was sort of forced on the roster, uh, but we'll get to that later. But Iron Fist is kind of a fanboy, like we and I think we we see the story through Iron Fist's eyes. Um, he's such a big fanboy. He's got uh, his own little uh, podcast, so to speak, of uh, of just the wreckers and like all of their um, all of their adventures, like the the, the data logs and, and you know everything everything wreckers. It's called Wreckers Declassified, if I remember. Um, yep, and he posts under the uh, pseudonym uh, Physitron. Right. So we see him. He's he's kind of like super giddy. Uh, it's Ultra Magnus. It's his ship, which is I think before he actually landed on Earth, because once he landed on Earth, I think he was like stuck there. Uh, but no, anyway, that's neither here nor there. But he had Verity Carlo in tow, which I wonder what that was like. And they meet up with the Wreckers. Ultra Magnus lets them know what all's going down on Earth, or not on Earth, on Garrus Nine. About how Overlord's taken over, uh, it's like literally nothing but chaos. People are having to uh, fight and die just for his amusement, and it's it's really bad. And you're all probably gonna die. And of course, being the wreckers, they totally agree to it. They go down and yeah, they go down in teams of two, and uh, one team actually lands like right at Overlord's feet. Uh, at which point. Rotorstorm gives a, a a very famous line, uh, telling the wreckers to combine, and he said he thought it would be funny. Uh, as Overlord laughed, he put his finger to Rotorstorm's head and blew his brains out, like all of his brains out. Wow! And uh, it's it was it, I think that set the tone for the next four books uh, of just how how brutal it was gonna be. Um, some notes, though, if I'm not mistaken, there were a couple of deaths that were vetoed uh, in that story, and I think Cups was one of them. I don't know who the other ones were. I think Springer's may have been been a veto, uh, but like, if I'm not mistaken, Cup was supposed to have died in Last Stand of the Wreckers. Wow. Yeah, I I'd, know I'd heard that too. Yeah, I didn't know but, that. I think I think an order came down. It was either from IDW or from Hasbro. They said no. You know we're gonna we're gonna veto that death. So, uh, and then we run into uh, speaking. You know, just kind of not to focus too much on Last Stand of the Records. I mean, you can buy the 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 hardcover. I think for like twenty bucks still on Amazon. It's it's totally worth it. Uh, just just for the story alone. But we run into a dude like Impactor, in which you know he kind of gives more of a description of what's going on, you know, on the planet's surface. Um, oh, long story short, they, they, they end up beating Overlord without, uh, but not without suffering heavy casualties. 
Uh, Springer has his face ripped off, and then later on, uh, I think, I think in one of those like follow-up stories, like World tried to was this when we found out that World tried to uh, euthanize him? Or yeah, uh, yeah. Zero, zero point where uh, we get a little bit of Roadbuster backstory, and uh, who the and world... they weren't, and those two in particular weren't present for this attack or for this the story, which I'd like to point out. But go ahead. Yeah, no, that was uh, that was interesting that they were you know conspicuously absent, but uh, yeah, world basically doesn't want Springer suffering anymore, which just seems uh, humorous to me, given World's penchant for <laughs> wanting to uh, end his own life through crazy decisions. Right. So, um, but, I mean, I I can't even begin to uh, tell you how much I enjoyed Last Stand of the Wreckers. Uh, just, I, 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 I have a huge soft spot in my heart for the uh the predators which were a european exclusive g1 line uh so like the first thing we see is uh jaris nine falling and you you see skyquake uh who <laughs> i was i was i was really i was really ho- i was really hoping there'd be some meta joke about gold plastic syndrome with skyquake um <laughs> Like, but unfortunately there wasn't, but, uh, I mean, Overlord's entrance and the Decepticons are all freaking out, which just, you know, it starts building the legend of Overlord right away, and, uh, he just, he's like, hey, who's in charge? And Skyquake's like, no, I'm in charge, and Overlord just dispatches him, and, uh... who's in charge? (laughs) But um, one thing, one little Easter egg that a lot of people might not have noticed uh, in the um, in the page with like the Decepticons running amok, you see a Decepticon jet decapitate two Autobots that are uh, green and orange, and uh, I, I believe the, that was a uh, tongue-in-cheek reference to Skids and Mudflap from Revenge of the Fallen. Oh my God. Yeah, it makes sense. Cause that was this was this was 2010, wasn't it? So this was after Revenge of the Fallen. After that yep. masterpiece. <laughs> um, another thing that I, that I'd like to you know since since yeah, I did say that we you know we see this story through Iron Fist's eyes, like seeing whenever he finds out like the truth. Because the the main goal, like Prowl didn't send them down there to save the planet. He sent them down there uh, to recover uh, the Equitus. 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 I never knew how to pronounce that. That's one of those I was like, oh, that thing. Sent them there to to essentially acquire that and its database, which ultimately, like Overlord, was after that uh, because he f- wanted to sort of blow open the whole you know cover up that that was there and you know we later find out that uh the the story that Iron Fist loves so much was actually a lie uh, once he you know kind of downloads all that and we find out why Iron Fist is there uh is because he's terminally ill because of a you know freak stupid accident 
uh, from a, a rival that was playing dirty. It, oh, it was just so so much. It just in that hardback cover. Uh, whenever like uh, the 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 bullet story, I think, mm-hmm. kind of gave us some more in depth uh, into that as well. Also, uh, the bullets the bullet story is the first appearance of Rung in IDW fiction. I he was uh, one of, one of the one of the main characters in the IDW universe right now was introduced in a prose story with no no art whatsoever. So okay, um, quick quick question though, because I know we're, we'll kind of we'll kind of cover that here. There was a there was a flashback issue, like you know, kind of later on, you know, during the whole chaos thing with Megatron and Prime talking, that showed Megatron and, and uh, Impactor as, like, mining buddies. And I could have sworn we actually saw Rung in that, like, little diner that they were in. Now, I know I could be getting a couple of different stories mixed up here, but... No, you're, you're, you're right, because he, he did show up in that diner. Um, but... Which we find out why he was there, like, so much later on, but it, it was still... Like he was such a familiar looking character, you know, in that particular like flashback. But Yeah, and I, I, I believe the bullet story uh was actually introduced in the very first uh trade paperback when it was uh, a soft cover. So I may be wrong. It's been known to happen every once in a while. Um but I believe that was the first appearance of Rung uh, in the fiction. So, Spirit, overall. you're telling me you're, you're frauding all of us? Are you frauding us? Mm. Mm. I might be. I, I might be. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's uh, that's that's what I'm sticking to. And you know, if you want to drudge a proof that I'm frauding you, then by all means, I'll put it, I'll put it everywhere. Uh, something I do want to touch on is the artwork in this, though. Uh, this was definitely a, uh, I think Josh Burcham exclusively handled the colors on this. Like there were, there were some instances of artwork by Nick Roche and who was the other line artist? And I feel so bad that I can't remember it. Guido. Was it Guido? No, I, think, I, thought I think it was. Nick Roche, I think Nick Roche handled art duties for all of Last Stand. No, he did it for Sins, but... Now I gotta look it up. <laughs> uh, but I could have I could have okay. sworn because uh, Nick I think draws okay. his Autobot symbols where like Bertram had to digitally put some on uh, other characters that are in different various. Um, okay, looking at images. looking at the hard looking at the hardback here, pencils by Nick Roche and Guido Guidi. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's water is right. There we go. Don't doubt water. That's that's Sucker. why. We, yeah. And see, I didn't know if it, if it was uh, Guido Guidi or if it was like Casey Collier or something like that. But uh, but cool. But anyways, with 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 the the Birch, Bertram's colors on this were just fantastic. Like always red, um, which kind of like helped portray that like this is a nightmare story like this is nothing nothing ends well in a movie where the sky is always red you know what i mean mm-hmm. so did anyone else have anything they wanted to add to 
last stand of the Wreckers? Character, uh, character, uh, character developed uh, with Overlord. They made him sick and uh, sadistic. Right. Yeah, they this... made... Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, 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 I'm sorry. I thought you were done. I apologize. No, you, you continue. Yeah, they made him sick and sadistic and... How can I say it? And intelligent. He has the mind of Lex Luthor and the sickness of the Joker. Uh, I'll go as far as that. Yeah, you're you're definitely not wrong. <laughs> but yeah, definitely. Go ahead. I was gonna say. I mean, this is definitely an instance of where they took uh, throwaway characters, not not throwaway characters, but like little known characters, like like European characters, like the Predators and and Pyro and. Um, Rotor Storm, you know, I mean, Overlord, I mean, j- Japanese characters that, like, weren't popular necessarily outside of the country. I mean, obviously, people like Victory and, uh, and things like, or Master Force, excuse me, but um, turned them into, like, major characters, like like they would later do with Swerve. Right. They went from having one line in all of G1 to never shutting up. <laughs> oh man, I cannot wait till we talk about more than meets the eye because, like, I oh. you know, I'm in the process of of reading that again as well. And I was reading one of the one of the pro stories um, from like it happened after the whole uh, like bar incident and how Swerf sat up and talked to Rung for 147 straight hours or something something like that. Anyway, I mean, we're getting uh, like super far ahead of ourselves, but yeah, everybody, I, you know. I'm going to go back to Overlord for a second. First, what they did, what they did was a magnificent, uh, magnificent I can't pronounce it, a good job. You know. <laughs> um, they, they just made this dude into one badass. And yeah, yeah, you know, I don't give a damn. I'll kill you there on the spot and laugh in front of your face about it. But, you know, what makes him sick, sadistic, um, <laughs> who, who can mess with him? Really, nobody. <laughs> unless, unless it was Megatron. Uh, something like while we are talking about Overlord and and his character, um, the whole like the whole realization, whenever he kind of found out that, you know, at this point in time, you know, due to the, the ending of All Hail Megatron, everyone thinks Megatron's dead, you know. So the the kind of I can't remember who it was that that delivered that line to him, but he was like, "You're doing this for nothing," like just kind of mocking him, like you're doing this so Daddy recognizes you. Uh, but Daddy's dead. It was impact. It was no. It's, I thought it, it was, was Verity. It was Verity. Verity. Oh, it was Verity. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And he's like, he died not even knowing who you were. <laughs> wow. Just, just so savage, man. Um, I wish, I wish she would be in more stories. Honestly, I'm like, a Verity figure. Of the, yeah, for real. I'd like one that was like exosuit, Verity. You know what I mean? Like there, there's plenty of like the the, mo- the female motorcycle like toys out there. They could make it happen. But um, but yeah, I thought that was that was just savage, just straight savagery. Just uh, <laughs> daddy doesn't even know you exist, and then like that's what kind of like caused him to snap and um. Of course, Slinger, uh, Slinger, Springer underslinging the chain gun filled with all of those, uh, little deterrence chips. chips, yeah. And then Iron Fist going Super Saiyan at the end. 
was just uh, I, I don't know, man. It was such a well done story from from start to finish. That's one I think I can pick up. Uh, Sins of the Wreckers is the same way, but you know, again, that's for a later date. But I can I can pick both of those stories up and just read them front to back once a week. Probably never get old. See, spoilers, spoilers. Um, I didn't care for Sense of the Wreckers. I don't know if I'm in the minority, and I may very well be. But um, just, just spoilers for you for, before we get there. That's fine. It didn't, didn't hit as it didn't hit as close to home as Last Stand did. Like, I wouldn't say that they're they're the you know they're equals. Like Last Stand, I think is totally better. But I did. Like oh yeah, Stand definitely. What it was. And to our listeners, I uh, just want to let you know we may be having an open call for uh, someone else on the show because Greg is in the minority. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's fine. I'll just start my anti-Sins uh, of the Records uh, blog. <laughs> and I'll just go around to all the groups. Yeah, I'll go to all the groups and be like, I have proof. This is the worst story ever. <laughs> proof. Hard evidence. Hard evidence. I have conviction, and I have and, and a single and a single-minded determination. Man. But hey, um, the artwork, um, the artwork during the uh, Pova battle, the one where it was the Wreckers versus uh, Squadron X, um, I just the it's the colors are just awesome, like the gritty, d- dark tone of it all. Yeah, um, Squadron X, like that's what we need toys of. I know we got we got that Bakon toy that was a recolor Cyclonus, but I yeah. mean I would much rather prefer actual like original toys. But uh, I just I love I love the moment that Impactor like snaps after Prowl tells him that you have they to don't have jurisdiction. Yeah, you don't have jurisdiction on that planet, and then. Springer's face when he sees uh, the aftermath. God, there, there's so much good art. I could just go on like about it. Um, it's very, uh, it's very Wildman esque. Like uh, Andrew Wildman, who did a lot of the Marvel art for uh, the G1 series. Speaking, speaking of um, of of that particular the planet Pova, uh, a little, a little kind of little little nugget of fact. Um, that, you know, Pova point of view, uh, and how it, how it changes, you know, how we, how we first see it, you know, it's the, the wreckers being all heroic and, you know, Springer's like, no impactor, it's fine. I'll just disable my pain sensors and you can just shoot right through me. (laughs) And then seeing like, you know, the truth of what that was really like, impactor was like, you know, fucking bite down on this kid. This this shit's going to (laughs) hurt. Bite down on (laughs) <laughs> Wait no! Don't 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 ah! You know, just, oh, dude, it was uh, that it was, it was intense. And then, you know, like you said, finding out that that they didn't have uh, jurisdiction and how they were all tied up. And then, you know, kind of going back to I don't know if it was bullets or if it was zero point. It was one of those added pro stories. Like a couple of the members of Squadron X were like they were about to retire. You know, that was like their last day on the team or something like that. And Impactor just, uh, he he made sure it was. Yeah. Like, happy retirement. And um, then, we, then we see more of like, after Impactor did that, whenever he went on trial, 
or or it may have been before he went on trial, like you had Roadbuster and uh, pretty much everyone else that was there, like coming up to Springer, like man, we didn't know he was going to do that, but I think you'd make a great leader. Like they all, you know, kind of in secession came to him at, at separate points, you know, try, you know, kind of making him believe that they were just doing it to 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 do it like out of the the goodness of their heart like when they knew like I think Roadbuster totally knew what Impactor was about to go in there and do um, yeah so just just a great story I just I just want to say that any uh, any third party or perhaps Hasbro <laughs> product that uh, is based on Last Stands of the Wreckers. Uh, Guzzle, I, I hope it has a feature that it comes apart at the waist, so oh, that you can yes. <laughs> you can you can recreate the scene where Overlord is tearing him in half. If that happens, like I have to buy a Carnifex. Like I was gonna settle for the for the Hasbro for the Titans Return Overlord, um, but if but if a Guzzle that gets that can separate at the waist happens, uh, it's it's gonna be Carnifex all the way. Well, well, Latin lesson for y'all. Carnifex means butcher, which is appropriate given uh, Overlord's workshop. Uh, workshop. <laughs> Dude, just the way the way he did Fort Max just had him mangled. Like, oh no! Oh, super brutal. Like, had it had his eyes like an all clockwork orange style. Yeah, sickening too. That was, I think, um, and I want to say, I want to say it was in Last Stand of the Wreckers. I'm, I'm trying not to get my, my facts between Last Stand and Sins mixed up, but whenever Nick Roche was talking about like drawing some of the panels and how he was laughing hysterically, uh, I, I want to say it was whenever he drew, was it Topspin dying, or, or it was, uh. Rotorstorm's death. I wish, man, I wish I could remember uh, which which one it was. But he had, he had made the comment somewhere that uh, one of, one of the gruesome deaths that he had to draw was just uh, like he he couldn't stop giggling the whole time. Hmm. Uh, someone who someone who enjoyed dark humor. I don't know. I thought it was a. I thought it was funny. That's uh, wrong with you, Dakota. No, mm. nothing's wrong with me. I'm a I'm a Transformers fan. Jeez. Do you have Do you have uh, proof? Hard facts? Evidence? Um. Yeah. Hey. Uh, I, <laughs> <laughs> Man, I really want a. Uh, I want an updated. Uh, what's his name? The. Predator with the giant missile on his shoulder. Stalker. I uh, I really want an updated toy of that guy. Like I just love his design for some reason. Probably because I uh, when I was a kid I vacationed in Greece and that was the time that the Predators were out in stores. And uh, I got my first international Transformer and it was nice. Uh, Stalker. Nice. And I still have all his accessories uh, like in a little Ziploc baggie. And every time I every time I come across it when I'm going through boxes, I inspect it to see if it's uh, crumbled into gold dust, and uh, it still hasn't. Well, you have to try to attach them to the other ones. I think that's how the breakage happens, right? 
Uh, yeah, probably. Vacationing in Greece, though. Money bags. Yeah, definitely, definitely not money bags. (laughs) I hear you, man. Uh, Well, if uh, no one has anything to add to last stand of the records, um, I think we've all like kind of verbally made love to it. (laughs) Verbally. Wow. Uh, Well, I mean, it's not like we can all just get in physically. I mean, we're. I'm still trying to get my book open. So many miles apart. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still trying to pry it apart. All right, do you guys want to talk about Infestation, uh, also known as Transformers: The Gathering? <laughs> like, I mean, there was there was something I mean, that happened in it that was important with the whole cup yeah, thing. Yeah, that's the only thing that's important to that story is like cup. Okay. <laughs> Do you want Do you want to summarize it or? No, man. Uh, by all means, I've, I've done enough talking tonight. Okay, so we're on Earth, anyways. We're on Earth, and a mysterious ship crashes in Vegas, I believe. Uh, and out pops uh, Galvatron, Scourge, Cyclonus, and a mysterious new female Transformer. Uh, so, and a bunch of zombies just you know, come out of the ship. So, come to find out, the mysterious female Transformer is, uh, and I'm not making this up, a zombie vampire from another dimension (laughs) who is an avatar for the Devoid, which is some uh, mysterious evil presence from the dead universe. And uh, things happen. Optimus Prime is there. Cup's there. And Cup saves the day and gets thrown into the distant past of the dead universe with a bunch of zombies and sweeps. And that is the contribution of infestation to the Transformers' uh, continuity. Like this... This wasn't at a time at all when Marvel Zombies was popular either, so don't go make those conclusions. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll say it again. Vampire, zombie, shapeshifter. Let's see. Mm-hmm. Walking Dead, True Blood. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, man. It's, um, I, I really, I did not really care for this. This is probably why, like, I thought this was kind of silly because, you know, they, they vetoed Cup's death, like, after this point, like, I just assumed Cup was dead. I mean, obviously he was thrown into, you know, the past of the dead universe. Um, and, and we kind of we kind of get our introduction of the D-Void. Um, and the role that that is about to play in this kind of final, you know, big act. But it was just ridiculous. I, I just, I didn't, me personally, I didn't, I didn't care for it at all. Yeah, and one thing to note is Infestation was across every book that IDW put out, Star with the Trek, exception of G.I. Joe. Yeah, Star, Star Trek, G.I. Joe. I don't think My Little Pony got any zombie ponies. No, they did. I'm sure that would have been an interesting uh, series. Like I was reading, I was reading Infestation. A buddy of mine, he's uh, he's really into Magic: The Gathering, so you can probably see him at Hascon this year. Um, I was I was reading it because he was just over at my house. Like, and I, I never really got into Magic the Gathering. If you're into Magic the Gathering, that's cool. 
Um, it's just, I, it's it's not for me. Like, I had Yu-Gi-Oh! growing up close enough. Um, but I was reading it, and he just started, like, he was like, oh, hey, that's, you know, started, like, making the correlations between the 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 vampire zombie lady and one of his Magic the Gathering cards. And I was like, mm. oh. And that's, that's, at that point in time, I didn't know that Hasbro, uh, I don't know, do they own Magic the Gathering, or... Yeah, they do. Okay, yeah. See, I had no idea about any of that at that particular point in time. I was like, that's that's weird, and just kind of kept on reading it disappointingly, especially after after Cup was uh, tossed into the dead universe. Okay, <laughs> and it also it also sets up the uh, Galvatron, Cyclonus, and Scourge are back in the main uh, storyline. Yeah, uh, let's see, because I know I know like at this point, this is where Galvatron starts to play a pretty big role. Because um, this is well, maybe not necessarily at this point exactly, because we we get you know the 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 Transformers uh, the international incident. That goes oh yeah, on. and that's like which has which has one of my favorite scenes ever. If you if you want to if you want to like head up that too like this is this is uh whenever like the various countries like have their own transformers right yeah more more or less um the Autobots have their partnership with Skywatch and the Predacons uh, the are with Combaticons, China. <laughs> yeah the China combat- the Predacons are with China and uh the pre- or the Combaticons are with North Korea and international mm-hmm. incident wow. International incident opens with uh, the Combaticons entering the DMZ between North and South Korea. Uh, for those who are not savvy on acronyms, that's demilitarized zone. Um, and they basically blow through the South Korean border, and their North Korean ally, a dictator named King Jong Do. Which oh, yeah. has no, which has no relation to any real life uh, militaristic leader. Uh, he comes in and they they capture South Korea. So Skywatch asks the Autobots to intervene and uh, go fight the Combaticons. And stuff happens, and Rampage delivers the single best line of dialogue. Uh, through all the ongoing prior to the split, where he says, your skirmish is getting dangerously close to the borders of the People's Republic of China. May her, may her people last 1,000 years. Dude, that, and, and that, was, uh, that, was, that was hilarious. I really did. Uh, that, that was the one thing that really stuck out for me, uh, if I didn't make it obvious. Like, that was, that was when the Predacons were in China, right? But yeah. So, but I mean, at this point, you know, the the humans were kind of getting a very uh, resourceful and being able to kill the, the transformers, and there was no, you know, real leadership there because you know most of your A-listers were, uh, you know, Megatron presumed dead, Starscream, uh, Soundwave, whoever else could fit inside Astro Train, I guess. Uh, shout out to the '86 yeah. movie. So, uh, Tripticon. <laughs> All the combiners, pretty much. Unicron, <laughs> Unicron, 
Yeah, so, dude. So painful. I was. That was funny with Predaking. That was wow. funny. Uh, <sighs> after the, after the international incident thing, like that's whenever that was the uh, the Revenge of the Decepticon story arc, uh, in which we see yep. Megatron has has been kind of brought back with a newer, seemingly indestructible body. Uh, but a toy, a toy designed by Don Figueroa, or Figueroa, uh, for which he actually made a point of uh, saying Hasbro didn't uh, rem or compensate him for his design. But what about all those? What about all those people that they they made third party toys? They didn't give anything to those artists. Oh, I know. Like <laughs> funny, funny, right? Hey, also, also of note. Uh, Mastermind Creations made a headset for their Feralcons that are based specifically off of their appearance in uh, International Incident. Come on, man. Oh, don't, nice. give me, don't give me a reason to buy Feral Rex. Oh, there's there's plenty of reasons to oh, buy Oh, I mean, I, I know. I just don't need another reason. Like, it's... I just... I, I can't handle that right now. Well, to be fair, you can probably get one pretty cheap. Yeah. You think so? Come on. Oh, yeah. You can get... You can, you can get Rampage Tony the Tiger face. <laughs> oh. I mean, you can pick them up from China. Um, I think well, uh, man, the, I fact, knew, the factory that... was selling, like, loose ones for, like, 40 bucks. Like, serious? not even the knockoffs, yeah. It was like they were just getting rid of what they had, yeah. Oh, wow. Um, I had it, and it was awesome. And then, like, one day I picked it up after not messing with it for, like, six months, and it was just floppy as fuck. And mm. then... Well, I mean, I, I, I know how to tighten joints. Like I've, like I've been a, a Hasbro apologist for tightening joints. I can certainly do it for third party. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just went in with a little piece of plastic and like tighten the the joint te- or the ratchet teeth and whatever. Yeah. But like, I just fell out of love with it really quick. Well, not really. I mean, after that point, like I had it for a long time. But I mean, I bought it. That was my first third party combiner. Yeah, I had I had the uh, unfortunate event of. of Buying Hercules as my first third-party combiner. So, I bought Hercules as a set after I bought the first two Feralcons. I bought the what was it, Bovis and uh, Fortis came out together mm-hmm. around the same time, yep. and I bought yep. them, and then I bought Hercules, and then I bought Uranus as a set. I will say though that that um, the Mastermind Creations Predacons, like whenever the whole Predaking War was going on, those were those were definitely my favorites. They uh, they really they really knocked it out of the park. Mm. I haven't got back, you yet. Mm-hmm. Back, back in the back in the heyday of my team's better than your team, <laughs> <laughs> dude. I better not have any Aries fanboys coming in here talking smack about my fail Rex. Man, Aries, that thing is fucking terrible. Like, well, I don't, dude, I don't remember Razorclaw having dog penises on his shoulders. <laughs> Do you? Because that's all I can see when I look at that thing now. Dude, well, it's a- just... Ares was definitely the worst. Uh, the Unique Toys one, I think, was like right there in the middle, like kind of straddling the line. But Well, yeah. I just didn't understand why like Ares' uh, arms were the bigger limb than the legs. Like, he looked, he looked like a gorilla. Um... In my like opinion. normally as a Beast Wars fan, I can get behind that, but uh, but you're right, it was pretty atrocious. Talk about a company making fucking strides, though. Unique toys, man. Oh yeah. 
What was their so, next combiner? It was Orden, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, which that thing is still widely regarded despite its QC issues. Uh, yeah, Blob was awesome, one- and then it kind of started, yeah. And that, that, that and the fact that the uh, the arm joints, we're, we're getting so off topic, the, uh, the ports for the arms, like, if you didn't do some surgery on them prior to putting the arms in, you basically had an Action Master combiner at that point. Yeah. The same thing with the legs, too, I think, because uh, the screws weren't the right size or they were drilled in at an angle or something. But yeah, the, and you know. and the sp- and the springs were too big, so they put too much pressure on the, uh, the pegs. That's what it was. Yeah, and the pegs actually would expand once they were in the port. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I had to take. Uh, I had to take mine. I sold mine. And I had to take it. I don't even think I took it all the way apart. I actually sent it to a middleman to do it for me because I didn't have the tools to do it. Um. I sent it to a friend of the guy I sold it to so he could take it apart. But, Did you um, sell it to Brian Liu? Yes. So you sent it to that yes. dastardly Dr. Killinger? Yes. <laughs> Not that that matters. If it did, <laughs> I, I would have said who I sold it to and who I sent it to. But Oh, um, I'm so sorry. Oh. No, it's fine. I'm just fucking with yeah. you. But, um, no, no I, I, my, my podcast etiquette is still uh, in its infant stages, so... Oh, it doesn't matter. That's just the way I am these days. I'm secretive about my shit. But um, I will say I'm in for the... I think I might be in for the, the, that Bruticus. Without yeah, that, seeing it, I think I might be in for it. I think I am there, too. I just, when I get my little situation cleared on up, I think I'm going to get that. And I never fully had a Predacon set yet in my life. So... I think I'm not getting it. Nice. Yeah, the um, I think we can talk about toys for a oh, minute. Yeah. Let's take a break, I mean, guys. Let's talk yeah. about toys. <laughs> I mean, they, they can. Let's be honest. Um, the uh, the unique toys Bruticus is supposed to be, I think, between seventeen to eighteen inches tall, which is the size of that knockoff oversized Warbatron that everybody was so in love. So that makes it what bigger than a little bit bigger than that uh than C Dub Devastator. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's decent. I mean, especially, like, compared with the Constructor, they're supposed to be the same height in the cartoon, but I can give Constructor an inch or two because he's got a six butt. <clears throat> so, I don't know. No, I mean, I like, if, if I had unlimited resources, I would be in on everything, probably. Yeah, I definitely am not in on everything, and I definitely do not have unlimited resources. No, no, and... Oh, I know. I'm, I'm just saying. Do I have, do I have to buy you a jump to conclusions, Matt? Greg, I didn't say you were. I was just, <laughs> I was I was agreeing with you. Well, you should buy me something because my birthday is in a week and a half, fucker. Oh, okay. I should have known that. It's only the right thing to do. Yeah. God. So, uh, Matt Baldwin bought me a Marvel Legends figure today. What are you gonna do for me? I don't know. Maybe maybe I'll maybe I'll Uber up to uh, Ohio and surprise give me, you. Give me a free Uber ride. <laughs> hey man, I drove over a thousand miles just to say happy birthday and give you a free ride wherever you want. <laughs> and then you're gonna fucking charge the app's gonna. I'm gonna get a notification <laughs> from the app for like fourteen grand. 
<laughs> I took lift the other day. I took lift Sunday. We went and saw the Pixies, and I took lift, so I'm sorry. But, uh, man, we got fucked. Greg, you it took was, his gerb. It was $14 there. Like, we went downtown, you know, $14 with a $5 coupon or 10% coupon or something. Like, that was fair. They fucked us. I guess they have a fucking surge fee, too, or whatever the fuck they call it. It was yeah. Sunday night at, like, midnight. And, like, there wasn't shit going on downtown except for that fucking pixie show letting out. And we got home, and, and Kit got the bill on her app. It was, like, 40 fucking dollars. Yep, they're like, oh, 300%. Let's do this. Yeah. I would have fucking walked. I would have taken a damn bus had I known that. But whatever. Anyway. So, uh, Star Wars. Mega I mean, I mean, gets his G creation GT2 uh, leader body. That's what I'm going to call it. Not which is that's the stealth bomber, but that's the bomb. Oh, that's okay. That's not the bomber. Yeah, that's it, the that's, that's, that's the bomber. that's the bomber. Yeah, it was a good Hasbro toy. I don't care what anybody says. I like that thing. You know, it was, yeah, it was I mean, too small, it, but it, yeah, yeah, it, su- it suffered oh, from yeah. Hasbro's you know miniitis. Like, hey, we're coming out with an Orion Pax. Let's make this Megatron small. Brilliant. But um, Sean has has kind of gotten his. What what did they use to make his new body? Like, was it some one of the ores or? Yes. It yeah. Was one yeah. There's ores. One of the ores, and he's got a space bridge like jammed in his chest cavity, apparently. Yeah, which we we find out more of that later on, don't we? Um, yeah. Mm-hmm, foreshadowing mm-hmm. In, a, in a sexy way. Ooh. So he comes back to he comes back to Earth. Uh, I think after this is after Hot Rod somehow. Oh, that's right. Hot Rod steals Ultra Magnus's ship yeah. on Earth, finds the Decepticons, steals the Matrix back, and then like all the while this is going on. Is what? Um, you know, Megatron's got his new body. He's trying to rally his troops. Um. And this beats is where the out of Starscream. Oh yeah, beats the absolute shit out of Starscream. This is where I think that Megatron uh, spotlight book is really out of place in like Phase Two, uh, because like that kind of shows what all you know this is, uh, essentially. And I, I don't know, like I, I feel like that's a that's a misplaced story, but um, something I would like to point out from that story is Needle Nose. Uh, when he's like, but, 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 Megatron, how am I supposed to shoot with no hands? <laughs> Just, uh, I don't know, like, that, that was, that was entertaining for me. Yeah, that shit's funny. <laughs> <laughs> he's just holding his arms up, and there's no, he's no, he's just looking at him with puppy dog eyes, and Megatron's just like, fuck! <laughs> you can see just the absolute, oh. just pissed off. Like, he's, he's, he's like, what's happened to my army? Like, it, I, I, it took a million years, guys, like, took a million years to, to, to form his army, and, and it's, it's just kind of, like, lying in shambles. Uh, but it, it does, it does kind of have him ending there with, uh, with, like, you know, Shockwave is planning, Soundwave is doing something, and Starscream lives to scheme another day, which I thought was, uh, was really cool. However, we're going to end it right here for the night. Uh, I think we've gone on uh, semi-long enough. It's shorter than what we've mostly uh, kind of been covering. But we do want to kind of open up some questions and even suggestions to people. So uh, before we do our outros, if you would like to 
uh, send in any of your questions to information creep all one word at gmail.com uh, we'll we'll kind of take some of those we'll pad out the next episode with uh, with with some of that and then we'll we'll talk about the rest of chaos and the death of Optimus Prime and, and really get into the meaty stuff so um, Walter looks like he dropped out but uh, you can find him in all the various Facebook groups and uh, Greg um, do you mind if we talk about Pat Lee next episode? I think it would be perfect to talk about Pat Lee on the next episode. Full full disclosure, uh, as, as happens, we lost some recording, and uh, some we had a huge. <laughs> yeah, but we everything we're going to cover next week we actually lost, and we had a, we had a discussion about Dreamwave uh, there, sort of of informal discussion. Um, so yeah, Dakota, um, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me everywhere at Primal Sabbath. All right, Spiros. Uh, you can find me in the Facebook groups, uh, pushing my uh, schemy political agenda, and uh, <laughs> nods. <laughs> um, yeah, nods. Um, and then <laughs> uh, uh, I'm also Dark Magnus on TFW, talking Greg there currently. And um, I also handle Toy Detox's Twitter account at underscore toy detox uh, are there any apps people can use to fund you um, in the uh, southern uh, peninsula area perhaps in the transportation department <laughs> yes if you'd like an uber from the best uber driver in the tampa area uh there is a possibility you may get me if you're in tampa so all right um I uh, I do this thing called Shattercast, uh, and uh, yeah, I'm around. If you need me, just uh, just call my name, and I'll be there. Wherever there's social injustice, <laughs> wherever there's social social injustice, Greg will be there. And it's not because I ride the notifications on the social media; it's because motherfuckers will call me and text me on my cell phone if I don't respond quick enough. To some shit. So it's not like I'm always on Facebook. It's because if I don't respond to something on Facebook, I can't get a moment's peace. So I just want to. He's on Facebook. Shit. I want to clear that misconception up. Yeah, anyway. yeah, no, no, no. We we totally we totally believe you. One hundred percent in agreements. I just thought I just thought you were the lawnmower man, Greg, and you're just like just jacked into Facebook. Jacked, <laughs> jacked into the internet. <laughs> So, uh, so yeah, until next week, guys, you know where to find us. All right, Yay. take care, everybody. I think this is where we say bye. Yeah, we're saying bye. Bye.